Love Talk Radio. Hallelujah. Name above all names. You 
God, eternal God, our Father, we invoke your presence here today. We thank you, O God, for this yet another opportunity to be in the house of prayer. 
God, we are grateful that you woke us up this morning, that you allowed us uh, to be awoken in our right mind and pointed us to this, the house of prayer. We pray right now, God, that something that may be said, something that might be uttered, something that might be sung will speak to the needs of those who have gathered here in faith. And we'll be ever so careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory, which is our prayer in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you are able in deference and respect to the word of God, I invite you to stand if you are able, if you are able to stand reading from 2 Samuel, the 24th chapter. Now get your sea legs on. It's a bit of a bit of a long text, but you can stand if you got the ability to stand for the reading of God's word. 2 Samuel 24, beginning with verse 18. 2 Samuel 24, beginning with verse 18. And Gad came that day to David and said to him, Go up, erect an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arana, the Jebusite. So David, according to the word of Gad, went up as the Lord commanded. Now Arana looked and saw the king and his servants coming toward him. So Arana went out and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Then Arana said, why has my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, to buy the threshing floor from you, to build an altar to the Lord, and the plaque may be withdrawn from the people. Now Arana said to David, let my lord the king take and offer up Whatever seems good to him. Look, here are oxen for burnt sacrifice and threshing implements and the yokes of the oxen for wood. All these, O king, Arana has given to the king. And Arana said to the king, may the Lord your God accept you. Then the king said to Arana, no, but I will surely buy it from you for a price nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God with that which costs me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver, and David built there an altar to the Lord and burnt offerings and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers for the land, and the plague was withdrawn from Israel. The word of God for the people of God and all of God's people said, amen. You may be seated in his presence. Ah, 
That's right. Come on, God. 
Welcome once again to this, the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. We are so grateful that you are here today. We are grateful for so much ministry activity that's happening in this place. We are praising God for the baptisms we're having today. We're praising God for the baby dedication we're having today. God is an awesome God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. If you are visiting with us, we are welcoming you here at Ebenezer. Uh, this is the birthplace of gospel music. Oh, that's a pretty, pretty baby. That's the one I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Christian today. Oh, y'all got her looking beautiful, beautiful. And I practiced all yesterday saying her name. Doricia, right? All right, now, because it was practice. I had to treat that name like a biblical name because I had to, had to practice that, but I got it now. I got it now. We are just thanking God for the opportunity, thanking God for the opportunity to bless that child and uh, certainly support the family, the mom, the parents, which is so, so grateful. And we're going to be praying and christening that child today. I want to make a few announcements before we continue with worship. Um, we want to make a couple of announcements. Praise the Lord. I know Deacon Mayberry is doing his Deacon stuff, uh, but it's all good. It's all good. Amen. Got everybody situated. Amen. We want to make mention that the Sunday school books are available. The Sunday school books are available for those who desire a Sunday school book. Uh, if you are coming or participating in the Sunday school classes, you are welcome to see Dr. Tolliver to get a book. If we run out of books and you want a book, guess what? We'll get more books. Amen? Amen. Also, we want to make mention that um, um, Bible study is, on Wednesday night, has been phenomenal. It has been phenomenal. And we thank God for all of you who are participating, who are coming out via the Zoom. You ain't got to leave home. Just put your Zoom on, and you can join us uh, for Bible study. 
we, one of the things that we have learned uh, and we are purposing to do is we take what we learn and we make it applicable to our lives, is that we are recognizing that when we come, because we're studying worship and preparation for worship and what that really means, so that when we come into this sanctuary, when we get to that door, we're recognizing that nothing else matters but are focusing on why we are here, which is to praise Almighty God. So we, we, ain't, we, ain't, we ain't coming to meet before church. We ain't doing none of that. We want to stick with that. We just want to focus because we want to prepare our hearts to receive what thus saith the Lord. And oftentimes, if we try to meet or try to do things or whatever, that can undermine our preparation for worship. And so we're going to be honoring that. Now, after service, you can talk and you can greet. But before service, we want to be in a posture of preparation, a posture of preparation. And also, I am asking next Sunday if all that can and would, who believe in the power of prayer, to come out at 830 and join Deacon Mayberry and myself for prayer. I'm calling for special prayer next Sunday, the first Sunday in September at 8.30 a.m. I'm calling for prayer because we're seeking the favor of God in so many things that we are trying to accomplish in this church. We're looking for God for favor with the grant that has been submitted. We're looking for God for favor for the land that is going to be sold. We're looking for God for favor for the members that will be coming through those doors. We're looking for favor for God in the resources. And we, there is only one way I know of. It's through the power of prayer. The power of prayer. So if you think it not robbery, we invite you to join with us next Sunday at 8.30. And, yes, pastor is taking attendance. Yes, I'm taking attendance because I want to know who the real prayer warriors are. Amen? Oh, come on now. Amen? Now, if I called you here for free lottery tickets at 8.30, winning ones. You'd make your way, but we want to, we want to use, we don't want to go into tricks and schemes. We want to use what God has given unto us, the tools that God has given to us, and that is prayer. Amen? Amen. At this time, our music ministry will bless our hearts. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many know that Jesus will? All you got to do is call on him. All you got to do is call the name of Jesus. And he steps right in on time. Jesus, we need 
Oh, 
מה, מה, מה? אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
Amen. Before we have our altar call, we welcome all of our guests here today. I know there are those of you who are coming for the christening, some others for the baptism. And let me say that if you do not have a church home, please know that a seat of welcome always awaits you here at Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. Amen. Also, I want to acknowledge in the room a friend of mine uh, was really good friends with my dad. Uh, Pastor Max Frank is in the house today. Uh, he, uh, he comes home to Chicago to look after his mom every so often, and, and uh, he's in town. And so um, I'm going to ask him to either, whatever he wants to do, either play, sing, or get Stanley to put, sing, and you play, or whatever we're going to do. I'm going to give y'all five minutes while I'm talking to get it together, because I got some tremendous musician and talented artists. Uh, some of you may have know, know of Max, Pastor Max Frace. He's one of the members, uh, uh, founding members of the group Commissioned. And so uh, we are, came to know him many years ago when he was uh, coming through Chicago, was at Metropolitan. And he just has a, he has a pastor's heart, a gifted musician, and we are so grateful that you decided to come by while you're in town. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so, uh, Stanley, come on over here. Get down here with him. Y'all can get paralleled. Y'all can do whatever y'all got to do. Whatever y'all got to do. And we'll have uh, them to sing during the altar call um, today. Amen. We have many people on our list, and for those of you, as we practice, continue to practice social distancing, as we continue to practice social distancing, we encourage you to continue to wear your mask because y'all know, y'all read the papers, and, and if you don't read the papers, you see the internet, this Delta variant is running wild in our community, and we got to be safe. We got to be safe, so we encourage you to continue to wear your mask, and the good news is we got plenty of room in Ebenezer, so you can spread out. You ain't got to be on top of one another. You know, uh, you can spread out. You can be even up in the balcony if you choose to, uh, if you want to be safe. And so we want to uh, certainly give you that option this, this, this morning. I want to uh, make mention on our prayer list. Prayer list. I'm not calling it sick list. I'm calling it a prayer list because everybody on this list is not necessarily sick, but require and ask for the, the intercession of the people. And so I'm lifting up in prayer, Claudia Davis. We're continuing to, to pray for Marlena Jackson, one of our members who's recovering. We're continuing to pray for Susan Anglin, our director of music. Uh, continue to pray for Arthur and Marguerite Jones, the parents of Reginald Jones, trustee. We're praying for Deacon Chester Coleman and Elise Grant. We are praying from Alfred Moore, the father of Vicki Jameis and Marnita Easter, we are praying for Robert Burns, the husband of our beloved uh, Ethel Burns, one of our faithful, faithful ushers. We're, we're remembering prayer Willie Grant, Christine Brown, Minnie Peggs now at Advantara Rate Rehab. We're continuing to pray for Al Burton and Mary Burton and Shirley Anderson and Grace Lee. We are lifting up in prayer Deacon James Smith, who is here 
yet again in this heat, 101 years old, in the building, on his own steam and in his right mind. We are thanking God for the witness today for Mary, Reverend Mary Grant and Sarah Billups and Mary Alexander. And we're lifting up Mark's wife, Tressie Harris, and they're requ- asking for prayer. And I've saved this one. I saved this one. I saved this one. Uh, we, we've already told you about how we believe in the power of prayer, the power of prayer. I know there's some believers in here that know that God can do it. God can do it. God can heal and God can restore. I got, I, I don't know if you talked to your son. I believe you did. I believe you already talked to your son. Um, but I got this, this text from Kenneth Sexton on Friday at 2.16. Uh, he said to me, hey, Pastor, praise report. The cancer is down 80%. Mm. He says, he says one of them is trying to constantly grow, but we bind that right now and send it back in Jesus' name. He says to me, they say pancreatic cancer is not curable. Whose report do you believe? I believe the report of the Lord. Continue to pray for me. That's why prayer is so important. Prayer is not gimmicky. It's not gimmicky. But prayer is about power. It's about changing things. It's about it's about the sustaining power of God. And every now and then, I, I just think we ought to pause because we ought to, we, we, we send up prayers and, and oftentimes we don't know what the result is. But I thank God for this praise report. And so we continue to pray for our beloved brother Kenneth Sexton in his journey towards healing. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, you have heard the names that are on our list. Right now, well, God, we are interceding. We are interceding on behalf of all of them. You know the names that we've called. You know the names that have been spoken. You even know the names that have been unspoken. God, whatever they stand in need of, oh God, we ask that you would touch them in the name of Jesus. God, we're remembering right now, oh God, those who are in the Gulf Coast, the city of New Orleans right now that are bracing themselves for another hurricane, a day, the actual day that they experienced the worst hurricane in that city's history. And now yet again, they are bracing for an even stronger hurricane. We're praying for that community right now. God, we're pausing and we're praying for those families those 13 families of our servicemen and women who perished this week in Afghanistan. We're praying not only for them, but also the 175 Afghani citizens that lost their lives in the suicide bombing. 
God, we pray that we'll be able to become a, a world that will study war no more. And we ask right now that you would, that you would touch those families. God, we're lifting up those right now who have been impacted uh, by this virus. Those who are fighting for their lives right now in hospitals. We're remembering so many children right now that are in hospital rooms and ICU rooms. Touch them, oh God. We're remembering the Reverend Jesse Lewis Jackson and his wife, Jackie Jackson, who is also been afflicted by this disease. We pray, oh God, for their recovery and others whose names we do not know and whose names may not be in light, but we intercede on their behalf. God, have mercy right now. Have mercy, oh God. Have mercy, oh God, in this service. Have mercy, oh God, as we celebrate this new life. Have mercy, oh God, as we take some who have come as we take them to the water to be baptized. God, take charge of the rest of this service and we'll be ever so careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory, which is our prayer in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. I will do it. I'm a survivor of, all, of 10 heart surgeries, one quadruple heart surgery, four heart attacks, 10 stents. I had a heart attack in Mexico. I should not be here. But God. enough for us to be praising God. Because when you praise God for another person's healing, that blessing can turn around and go to your house. And you never know when you're going to need God. So just take a few seconds and tell your neighbor, neighbor, this praise I'm giving is for you.
like this ain't the birthplace. Y'all y'all already know what to do. Come on, come on, put your hands together. Give him some praise this morning. Come on, come on. He's worthy of the praise. Thank you. 
Amen. Amen. At this time, we're going to invite the family to come forward for this baby dedication. Going to ask our church clerk to come down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on around. Come on around. Jakar, y'all come right this way. right on down that aisle. Come on, come on. family on both sides of her, both sides of her. She's going to be right in the middle. Come on, fit on in. You can get in the second row if you want to. You can get in the second row. We know as people that it indeed takes a village. And Derecia has her village. Amen. Amen. Okay. We, we, we're not going to go. We're not going to go into everybody's here. Jesus loves me. This I know. Today we are pleased to have the opportunity to dedicate this precious child 
The roots of this ceremony go back several thousand years to a moment when a Jewish woman named Anna was unable to conceive. She cried out to the Lord for a child, and when God answered her prayer, she responded by dedicating her child to God's purpose. She said, I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole for his whole life will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. First Samuel 1, 27 and 28. Church, we have Dorisia Elaine Nicole Dunn, born on June 25th. 2021, Mother Nasia Nunn, Godmother Deja Lucky Holmes. We are dedicating this baby to God today, this 29th day of August, in the year of our Lord, 2021. Let the children come to me. Mm. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm going to ask you, Mom, a few questions, and I'm going to ask your village. And if you co-sign, say we do. Amen? Simple instructions, right? Nobody needs to be nervous. Do you present your child in dedication to God's purpose? If so, say I do. Realizing that no one is perfect, will you do your best to model for your child a life of obedience to God's purpose? If, if so, say, I will. And when she is old enough, will you work to lead her to make her own decision to trust Jesus Christ as her Savior? If so, say, I will. And for her village, do you stand here willing to support Sister Nunn's daughter and her as she raised this child? If so, say, we will. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we are grateful for this beautiful life. God, she is a gift sent from above. And we pray, O oh God, that you give her the desires of her heart, that you will bless her, that you will protect her, that you will keep her in the hollow of her hand, your hand. Bless her mom right now, O oh God. Help her, O oh God, be the parent that you have called her to be as she raises this beautiful, beautiful child. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. I christen you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Eurethia, you are a child of God. Thanks be to God for the gift you are. Watch your step. Watch your step. 
Amen. 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 At this time, before we have our sermonic selection, let me just say that we are happy and pleased that uh, the word will be brought today by Minister Reverend Dr. Oh, Minister Dr. D uh, Dana King, who will break the bread of life today. We are thanking God for his work and his, the things that he is doing. And we have been working. We have been working together now for two plus years, and we are getting our le sea legs uh, strengthened. And uh, the best is indeed yet to come on what we hope to do going forward in the life and ministry here at Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. And so after the sermonic selection, the next speaking voice you will hear be that of Minister D Dr. Dana King. And immediately following that, we're going to have our baptism. We have, we have two. Two. We have two. So um, soon as he is finished, they will go right upstairs, and I will walk out as well, and we will take them to the water. Amen? Amen. Glory be to God. We're talking about worship the whole service. Minister has on a worship t-shirt today. <laughs> we just had worship giving this young baby back to God. God has been so good. He's been so faithful. Sometimes you have to just take the time to say, Lord, my worship is real. My pain, 
what I had to go through to get here. You'll never understand my praise. So don't try to figure it out. Because my worship, my worship is real. Oh, because my worship, my worship is real. I think about that. Lord, I love you. My worship is for you. 
Give God a hand clap. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. It comes a time where we just got to stop playing church and we, we got to just stop doing stuff just to be doing it, just because we can. There comes a time where your worship has to be for real. It cannot be contrived. It cannot be manufactured. It, it, it cannot just come from out of some other place. It's got to come from deep down in your belly. Your worship. There is going to come a time There is going to come a time Where superficial worship will no longer be allowed in this place
The sister said I should have been dead sleeping in my grave. I heard a songwriter say this the other day on a song and it messed me up. He told God, he said, God, I've done enough for you to leave me alone. When you think about that, God, I've done enough for you to leave me alone. God, I've done enough for you to cast me aside. But he doesn't. He still gives us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Tomorrow ain't promised to none of us. But you still have today, this hour, to worship. You still got time to release that hallelujah in your spirit. Have your way, Father God. Move me out of the way and let your word go forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture text, again, thank you, Pastor Person, for the opportunity. I know you got some stuff to do afterwards, so I thank you always for the opportunity, and I say this every time, and I'll continue to say it every time I get up here. I don't take these opportunities lightly. Uh, because unlike some, I recognize every chance I get to walk even through the doors, let alone in the pulpit, it is a privilege. Privilege meaning I haven't done everything so right and everything all good that I deserve to be here. Privilege meaning it's just by the grace of God. That's why it's so easy for me to worship because I recognize that it's only by the Grace of God. Our scripture text has been read. I, I, I won't uh, read it again. Thank you, Pastor Person, again for reading our scripture. Our scripture does come, however, from the second, the book of 2 Samuel 24, 18 through 25. Our message today is simply entitled, The Life of a Worshipper. The Life of a Worshipper. I am so thankful and grateful um, that we went this route this month and I prayed and I prayed and I said, Lord, now can, can I preach on it? Because sometimes God is, you know, we'll be talking about something else and God will say, but I want you to preach this. But I'm grateful that uh, we were like-minded. And, and so that's where we're going today. And I know if you read the scripture, if you read the scripture, you already recognize and you go, well, how did he get worship out of that scripture that was read? Well, we're going to learn today. We're going to learn today. Our, 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 focus, our focus in this message today is to explore the exercise of worship. Now, 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 now I, I love reading books, books about worship, and, and there's a book that was written back in the late 90s that was simply entitled, Worship is a Verb. Worship is a Verb. It was written back in 1996, I think Weber Weber, Weber was the writer. I'll get that for you later. But it was written back in 1996, and it's literally entitled, Worship is a Verb. The writer, the writer states this. He said, worship isn't an entertaining showcase for a talented soprano or a lecture on a textual criticism or a pleasant weekly reunion inside of a church. The writer goes on to say, he said, instead, true worship is a joyous celebration of life, 
death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, as we actively turn our hearts toward God in earnest praise of God's great works, God in turn speaks to us and blesses us with a healing and renewing touch. The writer also goes on to say this. He says, worship is not something that's done to us or for us. Mm-hmm. He, he, he says it is the most exhaustive demonstration of our faith. Let me read that again. And the writer says that worship is the most exhaustive demonstration of our faith and, and moment of intimate form of relationship that we can have with our Savior. It's the most intimate form of relationship we can have with our Savior. With that said, with that said, church, I, I want to focus today on the life of a worshiper. Worship, as we've tried to tell you guys over the last month, worship is not a passive thing. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Worship is not a passive thing. It's not a silent thing. It, 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 it's not active, but it is acted upon, and it expresses the effect of our actions where worship is concerned. I'm, I'm going to try to help you in a minute. You see, you see, worship is not something that you can just sit on. Worship is not something that you can do when I feel like it or when I don't feel like it. Worship is not a thing that I can say, well, you know, yeah, God is good, but he'll be good tomorrow, so I'll praise him tomorrow. Worship is not a thing that you can just sit back and say, well, you know, I, I, I appreciate all that God has done. And next week on Sunday, if it's not so hot in the sanctuary, I'll come and I'll give God my best praise when it's a nice, balmy 82 degrees. That's not how or what worship is used for. In the Bible, in the Bible, whether you're reading in your Bible or whether you're praying or interceding on the behalf of someone else, whether it's singing or dancing or shouting, when you feel uh, or your emotions are completely out of control or when you cannot master emotions and, and, and you've been considered by others to have lost control, it's because you have a passion for worship. When you're passionate about something, uh-huh. when you're passionate about something, there is an intense love. There is a strong affirmation, a strong feeling of emotion. It's, it's, it's a strong enthusiasm. It, it literally becomes the object of your intense desire. Worship. When you love God with your whole heart, it becomes the one thing that you long for. It becomes the one thing that you thirst for. The songwriter says, as the deer panted by the stream and thirst, I thirst for a closer relationship with God. As hot as it is in here right now, I see that I saw my brother passing out water because your body is longing for something to cool it off. Uh. But if we were going to discuss this thing called worship, if there was such a person in the Bible who displayed this in the Bible, that one person would be David. Y'all know David. Y'all know David, the shepherd boy. Jesse's boy. You know David, David, the, 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 the runt of the litter. You know, the one that, that they thought, well, you know, he probably ain't going to do much. You know, he, he likes spending more time with sheep than he do people. But can I help somebody? A shepherd should smell like his sheep. That'll, that'll catch you later. That'll, that'll, see, when you've been with the sheep all day long, you ain't got to tell nobody they're going to know it. Oh, see, um, all right. 
see, 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 see David, that David, that, that the, little, the little boy that they discounted, the one that they set aside, but that same David who, who all he did was after he tended to his sheep, while he was tending to his sheep, he worshiped and prayed to God. David was not only a musician, but he was also a prolific songwriter. And as you may know, David wrote more than half of the book of Psalms, and many of the songs we sing in church today were inspired by or accredited to David. A lot of other people have expressed an immense heart, an immense heart for worship through their songwriting skills as well. I believe, I believe, church, that every generation has a group of men and women who are examples of what it means to live a lifestyle of worship, an example of a life that's overflowing with worship. We have so many amazing artists, and even in my generation, artists like Richard Smallwood, Andre Crouch, Walter and Edward Hawkins, Kirk Franklin, Todd Delaney, Shirley Caesar, and even the great choir master, Ricky Dillon. All of these people have fed the church over and over again with songs that we use not only to declare God's goodness, but declare his greatness all around the globe. These songs are not just for our entertainment. These songs speak to the glory and the power of the Most High God. These songs are used to break up the fallow ground, the, the fallow ground of the, of, of, the, of the saint and the sinner, so that it may be used and cultivated towards worship. David, David illustrates perfectly the many aspects of a worshiper's life. So I want to just hit you with three quick points and I'm going to sit down. The first part of, of the life of a worshiper is the physical worship. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's hot, but the physical worship. There has to be something in your body down on the inside that has to be physical. Let me do it like this. What am I describing? Just listen, listen, listen. Raising hands, waving banners, clapping, shouting, singing, cheering, hugging, laughing, crying. What did I describe? Was it a worship service? Was it the worship service of a hand-clapping, foot-stomping, tongue-speaking, tongue Holy Ghost-filled church? Or is it the reaction of a packed football stadium? See, when you think about it, let me ask you this. Why is one perceived to be natural and the other perceived to be weird? See, we don't have a problem with clapping inside the football stadium. I know bear season is about to start and some people in the room are overly excited. Watch how I wave this way. Some people in the room are overly excited about what the bears are possibly going to do. I'm rooting for the brother that's quarterback now, but there's there some people that are excited and, and trust me when they're sitting at home, I guarantee you when the first touchdown is scored, they ain't sitting there like this. Now, if you're going to clap for Justin Fields, that's okay. That's okay. If, if you're going to cheer for the, for the wide receiver who catches or the running back who scores or the defensive lineman who sacks the, 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 the opposing quarterback, then how come you can't walk in the house of God and give him a praise? You see, 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 church, see, the enemy has convinced the church and society that being excited about God is unnatural and should be avoided in front of other people. But it's okay to get excited 
about the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, sorry. I know. It's okay when our favorite player shoots a three-pointer or does one of those things, but when it comes to worshiping God, there's something on the inside of us that says, well, I don't want them to look at me. But when the Bible talks about worship, it uses the language of the human body. Because see, the Psalms, the Psalms are full of references to use, come on now, full of references to use my body as an instrument for praise and worship. Now, 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 as, as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, it is expected that as a child of God, I would quite naturally want to express my enthusiasm and gratitude to God with every fiber of my being. You would think as a child of God, that would be a natural feeling on the inside to want to express my love for him based off of the things he's done. But church, what we've learned is the reality of the situation is that I had to learn how to worship God. We had to learn how to worship God. And and unfortunately, in some of our churches, our traditions have stopped us from true worship of of, of God. Some of our traditions have moved us away from what it feels like to truly worship God. Yeah, because, see, we feel like I can't worship God. Oh, God forbid. Y'all know good and well if this was 1975, 85, even 95, they would put me out of the pulpit for what I got on right now. Matter of fact, not even have to put me out. I wouldn't have been allowed to get you either, brother. That's, that's a nice suit, though. But they wouldn't have let you up here either. And you call yourself a pastor with no town. Who are you? But I had to learn how to worship. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you how I had to learn. The, the, the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms is what I call the, the, the instruction guide for the worshiper. You see, I had to learn how to lift my hands based off what Psalm 134 and 134 says when it says, Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, which stand by night in the house of the Lord. And then it says, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary, that's it, and bless the Lord. Then I had to learn how to worship on my knees, oh God, where Psalm 95 and 6 says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Kneel before the Lord, our maker. Here's the question. When was the last time you worshiped on your knees? I'm going to ask that again. When was the last? I didn't say pray. I didn't say pray. When was the last time you worshiped on your knees? When was the last time you bowed down and worshiped him? I had to learn. I had to learn how to keep my eyes focused on God so that I wouldn't be distracted. Psalm 25 and 15 says, mine eyes are forever toward the Lord. I had to learn how to glorify God with the fruit of my lips. Y'all know I'm going to teach Psalm 63 and 5, 63, 3 and 5 says, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Verse 5 says, my soul shall be satisfied as the marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Church, I had to learn how to praise God with my tongue. Psalm 35 and 28 says it like this, and my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and praise thy name all the day long. 
Musicians, I didn't leave you out. I had to learn to put a new song in my mouth. Psalm 40 and 3 says, and he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto God. Here is my question. What are you doing with the song he gave you? See, we, 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 we sing these songs, those of us who choose to listen to gospel music. We sing these songs. We hum them. We have our favorites. We, some of y'all can turn to any page in the hymn book and find a song that, that resonates with you. But the question is, what are you doing with the song? Are you just keeping it to yourself? Or are you singing it out loud unto him? Are you giving God your best praise unto him? I had to learn last thing how to praise God with my heart. Psalm 9 and 1 says it like this, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart, and I will show forth all thy marvelous works. See, see, worship for David was a physical activity, and each action was a way of illustrating his love, his gratitude, and his affection for God, the physical worshiper. Then, church, we move to the private worshiper. Mm, the private worshiper. Our text, our scripture text came from 2 Samuel. And then as we look at that text, I want you to notice in that particular text that David refused to cut corners or offer cheap sacrifices that had cost him nothing. Can I pause for a moment? It, it, watch this. It's not a sacrifice unless it costs you something. Come on now, say that again, preacher. It's got to hurt. It's got to come from a place that I wasn't quite prepared to give. Some sacrifices leave scars. Mm. Some sacrifices require damage being done. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, let, let me help you. I don't want to jump ahead, but y'all do know there was a sacrifice on a cross. I'm going to preach to this empty chair. There was a sacrifice on the cross, and, 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 and it couldn't be done the easy way. It, it, it couldn't be done, uh, you know, some simple way. There had to be a, a nail that was put in a hand and a, a rivet that was put in a foot and a, a spear that was stuck in the side and some crown of thorns that was put on the head. A sacrifice had to cost you something. But we can come in a church, in a building, gather together, whether it be here or anywhere, and can't offer for an hour and a half or two hours a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of worship. David had to give God the best of what he had. That's why he had no problem giving the amount that he gave to pay for the threshing floor. Watch this, watch this, church. David was a private worshiper. And see, a man who worshiped God after his own heart while tending to his father's sheep. Here is his private worship. Y'all all know this. Psalm 23 says it like this. David, David was having a private moment with the Lord when he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Then he, he said, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside the still waters. Then he goes on further. He said, but he restoreth my soul and he leadeth me down the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Church, you see, when, when Israel wanted a king, follow me now. When Israel wanted a king, God gave them a warrior. 
I need y'all to stay with me. When they wanted a king, God gave them a warrior called Saul. And then watch this. When God was looking for a king to replace Saul, he searched out a worshiper. I wish y'all had this with me. I wish y'all would stay with me. Watch this. To Saul, God said this. He says, but now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought a man after his own heart and appointed him leader of his people. That was 1 Samuel 13 and 14. See, your private worship, oh God, your private worship is what gives birth to your public. Oh, that leads me to ask you a question. What was your household like this morning when you were getting ready for church? What was going on in your house this morning when you were getting ready for church? Let me ask this question. You ain't got, look, you ain't got the answer because I don't want nobody to put themselves on the spot. But, 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 but was your household, did your household become your church before you got to church? Okay, let me help somebody. Was your car your sanctuary before you got to the sanctuary? Did, did, did you prepare your wife? Look, while you were in the shower this morning, were you preparing yourself? Not just putting on your smell good. Were you preparing yourself for worship? Was your mind on worship? See, that, you know, it, it's hard for us to worship publicly because some of us just don't do it privately. I've told you this a million times. I know for a fact this morning my neighbors were very upset with me. And, and, and it goes to the point where the, my, my downstairs neighbor said, you must got to preach this morning. They know the difference because the gospel music is on anyway, but it's different on preaching Sunday. You must got to preach this morning. <laughs> Riping the crust out the eye. Because you, you, I done woke up everybody. Because see, I need an atmosphere around me. I need an atmosphere around me that's conducive to worship. What you do in private manifests itself in public. Last one, last one. The public worshiper. The public worshiper. Second Samuel 6, 21 through 22. This is when the Ark of the Covenant was being returned to Israel. And the Ark of the Covenant was the most tangible symbol of God's power and presence and favor upon his nation. And if you know the story, you've read it. David had fought the Philistines and brought it back to Jerusalem. And he and the nation were elated and excited. And the man, David, who held the most distinguished and dignified position, expressed his gratitude toward God with all his enemies, with all his energy and enthusiasm. David, he did it in a way that made some people very uncomfortable. Now, I'm not going to do my best David this morning because I know for a fact there's at least one person who would have a whole problem with it in the room. And my mom is watching. She would be the second person. So I'm not going to do my best David and take off everything and, and, and dance around in my Calvin Klein's. That's just not going to happen this morning. But David got so happy and was so excited that he, he, he stripped down to, to his ephod and, and he didn't care who was looking. He didn't care who was looking and gazing. He didn't care how bad it made him look. He didn't care how crazy it made him look. He was only concerned about what God saw and what God saw was a worshiper. I believe that this morning someone is here and you need to learn how to respond to God with an attitude of a worshiper. The reason some of us can't break some chains and break some yokes is because we don't have the attitude of a worshiper. We have the attitude of a church member. 
We got the attitude of a bench member. Well, you know, the pastor didn't do what I asked them to do, or the pastor didn't take my advice, or the choir didn't sing my song, or they wouldn't let me play, or they wouldn't let me do that. That's not the attitude of a worshiper. See, the attitude of a worshiper is God first. Oh, let me say that again. The attitude of a worshiper is God first. Because, see, when it's God first, everything else tends to line up. Because, see, if I put God first, it don't matter what song they sing. If I put God first, it don't matter if he don't meet with me on Sunday morning. If I put God first, it don't matter what they're talking about me on the gossip line. If I put God first, baby, I'll stop talking about other people on the gossip line. If I put God first, there's a worshiper in every one of us. And it's time for us to start to use our bodies to express what your heart is trying to say. Because church, you see, when we worship, huh? when we worship, it's okay if we kneel down. Yeah, 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 church. See, when we worship, it's okay if we raise our hands. Yeah. It's okay, church, if we lie down. It's okay if we bow down. When we worship, it's okay, men and women, if a tear falls down your face. When we worship, it's okay if you have to cry unto God. It's okay if you have to close your eyes to block out everything. Because when we worship, God is exalted. When we praise God, it's all right if you clap your hands. Bible tells me that clapping confuses the enemy. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I know, I know this, this, this is going to sound crazy. Let somebody bring you some bad news and you just start clapping. They ain't going to understand. Because they're going to say, well, wait a minute, I just gave you some bad news. I know, but God is still good. See, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Because see, watch this. I appreciated the sister this morning because she said her voice was, was tired and she wasn't feeling well this morning and, and all that. But watch this. It did not stop her from worship. Because, see, watch this. If you can praise God while you're going through, if you can praise God while you're in the midst of going through, what kind of praise will you give him when everything is all lined up? Come on now. See, it's okay to clap your hands and praise God. It's okay to shout and praise God. Thank you, brother, this morning. It's okay to give God some glory by dancing around the church. David leaped and danced until he couldn't help himself. A worshiper. The most important thing a worshiper can do in a worship service is to be a worshiper, not be a trustee. No offense, trustees. Not be a deacon. Not even be a preacher or a pastor. The most important thing we can do in a worship service is worship. That is, come on now, that's, 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 that's for those of you who know that, look, it's only by the grace of God that I'm still here. That, that's for somebody who recognizes that despite what I'm going through, despite my bank account looking real horrible, despite my life being in shambles, despite my job not being the one that I really want, I can still worship. See, no matter what anybody else does, you got to have that kind of spirit. You got to have it don't matter what they do spirit. You got to have it don't matter if they're looking at me crazy spirit. You got to have it don't matter what it, how hot it is spirit. You got you to have it, it don't care. I don't care what song they sing spirit. You got to have a worshiper down on the inside of you. If you've come to worship, 
if you come to worship, you come because there is a worshiper down on the inside that's begging to get out. Because, see, a worshiper is prepared. Uh-oh. Uh, let, me, let me say that again. A worshiper is prepared before the service. Mm. A worshiper is prepared before they get here. Yeah. See, a worshiper recognizes the, the urgency of the now moment that they're in because we might not get this chance next week. Because, yeah, there, there comes times in the service where the service may be dead, but see, a worshiper knows when to interject. A worshiper knows. See, now watch this, watch this. Ebenezer, y'all help me out. Now, I wasn't here. Most of y'all was. Did you ever have a mother in the church? Now, it depends now because, you know, some, too, we, some of us are too dignified. But did you ever have a mother in the church and, and you had a guest preacher who was up and he was preaching just a little bit too long? Or he just wasn't making no kind of sense. And the mother of the church who could discern the spirit and knew what, what direction was going on, or even a good seasoned deacon would just stand up and just, I, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Mm, I ain't get no help, but that's all right. I ain't get no help. I appreciate that. But that's, that's what they would do because they would, they would recognize that they needed the Spirit of God in that moment. You got to have some people in the midst of you that can recognize that they need to interject the Holy Spirit into a thing. God, watch this, God wants praisers to show up and show out. But see, what I found out is that everybody that praises doesn't know exactly how to praise him. Let me, I learned this real quick, and I've learned this in a short amount of time I've been here. Every praise and amen don't mean it's for God. You see, because some of the same folks that shout hallelujah and amen when you're talking are the same ones that's on the phone talking about what you ain't doing right. Yeah, I, yeah, well. Call and tell somebody. It's on tape. I said it. It was me, not him. <laughs> it, but, but, but see, there's nothing wrong with some hand clapping and raising because, see, these people who want to do this, they have dared to spend time with God privately. So when they show up publicly, they recognize that I'm going to give God the glory with every strength and every fiber in my body, everything that I had left. I, I, I love, she's not here today, and it's probably really too hot for her to be here, Sister Sally Hogan. She's probably watching somewhere. But Sister Sally is now 97 years of age. Sister Sally wouldn't have a problem sitting where you're sitting right now and standing up on her feet and giving God some glory at 97. Deacon Arthur Thompson used to sit right there where Deacon Hill is sitting. And Deacon Thompson was 100 years old and would stand up on his cane and wave his hand in the air and shout hallelujah just like he was 15 years old because he recognized that God deserves our praise. God deserves our honor. It doesn't matter the circumstance. While I have breath in my body, I should give God some praise. The Bible says let everything... You see, when you come prepared for worship, it doesn't matter what might happen, what might break, whether there's a pattern broken, because, see, I've already worshiped at home. Spontaneous worship is a blessing. Contrived worship is for amateurs. I'll say that again. Spontaneous worship 
is a blessing. Contrived, contrived, contrived. Well, you know, well, 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 you know, when I do this part, I want y'all to do this part. And, and, and when I lift my foot like this, I want you to hit that beat. And then when I run this way, uh, musician, I want you to hit my chord. And See, that ain't worship. That's a show. That's a show. But see, when the preacher and the musicians have got on one accord, when the preacher and the psalmist have become on one accord, then that same spirit flows in the room, and then I ain't got to give them no signal. I, I ain't got to make no eye contact. They know when they should come. They know that they should watch this. Be ye also ready. As I get ready to take my seat, in order to become a true worshiper and want to be filled with the Spirit of God, you first have to come empty. You have to come empty meaning you have to pour out all things that are not like God. Leave all that mess outside the door. Because watch this, if you, if, if you leave the mess on the outside and then you come in here and get filled up on the inside, when it's time to leave, you'll walk right by the mess. Oh, God, don't miss that. When it's time to get home, go home, you'll leave the mess that you came with and you'll take that spirit of worship back to your household. Now you can change your household into your own personal sanctuary. Watch this. Jesus said it like this. Out of your belly, oh, God, shall flow rivers of living waters. I worship him. The lifestyle of a worshiper. You worship him because of who he is simply because of who he is. Songwriter says if he doesn't do anything else, he's done enough. The word of God is already blessed. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah in this place. Hallelujah in this place. We are grateful for this opportunity that we have every Sunday to come to a place of worship There is a place right now, and I think Pastor mentioned the soldiers that died in Afghanistan a couple days ago. You do know in Afghanistan you can be beheaded for simply saying the name of Jesus. Okay, let me, let me, let me make it a little bit more clearer. If we were in Afghanistan and trying to do what we're doing right now in this building, they would come in and kill us simply because of what we believe. You can't say the name Jesus in Afghanistan. You can't praise the Lord openly in Afghanistan. You can't cry out and shout hallelujah when you feel like it over there because of what they believe and how they believe. We're going to open up the door of the church if there's anyone here who does not know God and the pardon of their sin, who does not know him, this is your opportunity to come. You can come now on your Christian experience, candidate for baptism or even by letter. This is your opportunity to come. The door of the church is open. Now watch this. You don't have to join Ebenezer if you don't have a church home. We're not concerned about your membership. We are more concerned about you being in right relationship with God. You can come and say, I want to give my life to Christ, and myself or pastor person will write you a letter for whatever church you want to go to. 
We're more concerned about you being in right relationship with God than we are where you, where you choose to worship. Your soul matters too much to me. Can we all just stand? Can we all just stand? I know, I know it's hot. Y'all, y'all, y'all will be all right. It's hotter. It's hotter. It's hotter. Them folks stood up all night waiting for Kanye West, and he was two hours late. They, they, stayed up, they, they stood up all night inside Soldier Field for two hours waiting for him. Show was supposed to start at 8, 10 o'clock, and still hadn't started. They stood up all night waiting for him. As the musicians play and the psalmist gives us a song, if there's anyone in the room who does not know God and the pardon of their sin, I just want you to lift your hand. If you say, Lord, I want to be saved, if you know you don't have a right relationship with God, just lift your hand. Don't worry about who's looking because every eye should be on me so nobody should be looking at you. Just lift your hand. There is an opportunity here that I don't want you to miss. God desires your fellowship. He wants to be in good fellowship and relationship with you. This is your opportunity to come. none you may have your seat as we prepare for baptism I want to do this Uh, the family members of those being baptized do me a favor it is a lot easier for you to walk around and come up this way because I don't want you trying to get through my musicians over here so if you want to come up to the family of that is being baptized if you want to watch if you want to partake please make your way around this way and you can come up these stairs as we get ready for baptism. Ebenezer, this is going to be a part of your church family. Some of y'all ought to get up here and represent. I mean, amen, Walt. I've been informed that there is a young lady who wants prayer in the back and a young lady in the wheelchair wants prayer. 
Is that correct? All the way in the back. All the way last row. Last row. Got it. Can we? Can she be rolled? Can she be brought down? No. 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 Okay. All right. Go to her. All right. That's not a problem. That's why we got wireless mics. While we're waiting for prayer or for baptism, I need Ebenezer, I need you all to do me a favor. For those of you who can, stand and turn this way and just lift your hands in this direction. We're going to pray for our sister Rose. Father God, we come right now. First God, just to say thank you. Lord God, we just want to say thank you for being God. Lord God, we want to just say thank you for being God right now. God, we come now on behalf of our sister Rose this afternoon. Uh, God, we recognize that she may have some situations going on. But God, right now, God, we're asking right now, God, that you would touch as only you can, God. God, any ailments that she may have right now, God, any medical conditions that she may have right now, God, anything that's stopping her, God, from being all she can be in you, God, we ask that you would remove it right now, Jesus. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we're praying right now, God, that you would remove any infirmities, God, any disease, God, any sickness, God, anything that's touching her body, her mind, and her spirit. Move it right now, God. Lord God, we're praying right now, God, not because we think you can, God, because we know you can, God. God, we recognize that there is still balm in Gilead today, God. We recognize, God, that the blood still works today, God. God, we recognize that there's still healing. Hey, glory to God. There's still healing in the name of Jesus right now, God. Lord God, we're asking God that you would just move. God, just touch your body right now, God. God, from the soles of a foot, God, to the last hair on a head, God, we're asking right now, God, that you would just move. Move by your spirit, God. God, as we touch her right now, God, let your angels right now, God, surround her, God. Let your Holy Spirit fill her right now, God. God, not just her, God, touch her caregivers even right now, God. Touch everybody that lives wherever she lives, God. Touch the household, God. Touch the block, God. Touch the neighborhood, God. In Jesus' name, God. Touch right now, Jesus. Right now, Jesus, we know you can do it, God. We trust you, God. We bless your name, God. We lift up our sister Rose right now, God. And God, right now, we say it's already done. Yes, God. It's already done. In Jesus' name. 
in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, lift your voice in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We praise God. We praise God. Amen. At this time, we bring this young boy, this young man, to the waters. We were originally scheduled for three, but the mom unfortunately broke her leg, and her leg is in a cask. So we had to put off a little bit for her and for her son. But we'll be back in the water next Sunday because we have another one on Sunday. Praise the Lord. Somebody's excited. But now we're going to bring this young man to the water. I just ask if y'all just give me five minutes. Don't leave. This is an important ordinance of the church. Just give me five minutes. Five minutes. Come on, y'all know this song. Come on. Every heart in the church say, take me. Me to the wall. Y'all better sing now. Come on. Take me to the wall. Take me to Come on, give it your hands together. We just a soldier. Come on. We just got a fresh baptized baby in here. Y'all ought to be excited. Hallelujah. We'll see you next Sunday at 830 for prayer. Minister King will give us our benediction. May we all stand. Come on, y'all can keep singing that. Come on, take me. Take me to the water. Take me to the Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the throne with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, be joy, majesty, dominion, and power now and forever. 
And every heart said amen, amen, amen. Go in peace.